Uh, yeah, Brent, I was listening to your coach's show last night, and I heard you say that you probably felt like you maybe had a Rolodex of better plays on that fourth. Yeah, I'm gonna, well, we're, we're on to West Virginia now. Do you feel like, though, generally that the offensive play calling can improve the last couple of weeks, or is it more of an execution for the offense moving forward? I'm just, we're on to West Virginia. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. On to West Virginia, a page out of the Belichick book. It's a goat Isn't that move. Amazing. It's a goat move, is what it is. <laughs> oh my God! See if you can hear the similarities between the two. We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm gonna. We're we're on to West Virginia now. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. I'm just. We're on to West Virginia. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. Ah, just just beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Just would have been awesome if he would have said that during Cincinnati week this week rather than West Virginia week, but it still works. <laughs> right. uh, well, what do you make of that? Um, boy, there's just a variety of different responses that we've heard um, from different people when asked about that play. Uh-huh. I um, Well, it, Saturday after the game, he said that they liked the play. And then 48 hours after, he says we have a Rolodex of different plays that we – like that I, – I don't know, man. I thought that that was very telling. A Rolodex of different plays? That is – I mean, it's pretty obvious to me he did not He did not like the play call. Didn't like the play call. I'm sure he didn't love that it cut off half the field, didn't go past the sticks. He probably dislikes everything about the play that was called. I don't, I don't know what other way to take it than, than that. Well, here's the thing. I I think it is a – I think it's just a yeah, – I think it's all of the above. You know, whenever you, after you have some time, you look at it, you think about it, it's like, man, we, sh- we, we could have got to something better than that. And also, whenever you look at it, you know, there's some execution stuff. You know, there's – Whenever you run that route, the the most important part of that route is Nick Anderson. And he's got to push really hard, really vertical, so Drake Stoops can try and come off of it and get a little bit of a rub there to generate some space. But, number one, Nick Anderson's late off the snap, right? So Drake is not able to push very far up upfield before he has to break his route off and nick anderson's release is too he's too flat instead of pushing it real strong and physical and vertical so there's there's execution but you know there's also yeah we we probably could have got to a better play you know and i i don't think it has to be some huge conspiracy theory there that you know, it's almost like there's there's no right answer for him in that moment, you know? Yeah. What did you think of the moment last night when he said that? You're sitting there next to him. Are you saying, oh, boy, that's going to be a thing? Uh, it, it took me a little bit to – Or were you thinking what, uh, what kind of brisket you were going to get when you walked out of uh, Rudy's? I was thinking green chili stew is what I was thinking. <laughs> it's not shocking. And I had an eye on the uh, Monday night football game that was kicking off for fantasy implications. No, it it 
I, I yeah, it definitely caught my eye, and I thought it was interesting. And I, I don't know. I don't think it's like just because you didn't call the the play that maybe you wanted or the perfect option out of a bunch of options on a fourth down. It doesn't mean that you want to fire your offensive coordinator. You know, I I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, it's obviously a a point of frustration. And I keep going back to the same thing. And, you know, he he came on and and essentially echoed the same thing last night, which – it's the turnovers. Yep, he said he he brought up the turnovers offensively a lot. I mean, not even just That's on Saturday, it. but the past two weeks. It's yeah, and, and he said it today again at his press conference, man. And that's what he's stressing is best turnover margin what in the country through the first seven yep. games, and that hasn't been the case the last two games. And and there you go. And it just goes back to the margin is still pretty slim with this team. Can't and make crucial I, mistakes that like that. Yeah, I, I mean. You you have to be a really good team to overcome multiple turnover deficit in in football games, multiple turnover deficit, and horrible officiating. That's difficult to overcome, you know. And we're not at that level right now. Right? We need we need great execution. We need even officiating, and we need. Um, to take care of the football and win the turnover battle. I mean, that's it. I, you know, the, and I think that that just inflames every other issue that you have on your football team, and it's not even an issue. Any weakness or personnel or play call. I mean, there's a lot of teams that that you go through Oklahoma State and look at some of the stuff they did. And look at some of the play calling that they had. There's probably some stuff that they'd like to have back too, and you know, but they didn't turn the ball over three times, so they won the game. Well, and we're it, not sitting here talking about it on Monday. You didn't make their mistakes count, really. You know, it's, I mean, that's it. and I, I think that that's a part of it. Is you turned it over three times? That's bad on the offense. I think also bad on the offense that. The opportunities that they were given, they didn't take advantage of it. So, and you know, I'm not sitting here trying to sweep anything under the rug at all. You know, we've got we've got a bunch of a bunch of issues that we need to deal with, and I think we are. We're trying to we're doing everything we can to address them. You can't you can't wholesale change a lot of things. I mean, essentially, you start in the off season, and you kind of you kind of aim the cruise ship in the direction you want to go and you can make some maneuvers throughout the throughout the season and throughout the year but it's hard to just stop on a dime change course and and change your football team and philosophy uh, at a given moment or during a given week so a lot of the decisions and things that you've you know you the the philosophies that you've bought into, you're 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 kind of stuck to them for, for quite a while. But you know, it, 
they're working. I, I don't I don't think that anything is just sitting there festering. That's why I feel confident about the future. So normally on Tuesdays we're like, all right, like yesterday we spent the entire day looking back. Let's let's look ahead a little bit. T- today might be a little different, just with all the aspects of that game and the team currently. I- I'm sure we'll still look back a little bit, but just to take a peek forward for the first time this week at what's to come on Saturday. Um. Boy, I hope that I hope this team's ready. I, I hope they're ready for another fight on Saturday. Like I don't think West yeah. Virginia's some top fifteen or top twenty team in the country, but they're a team that's played some pretty good football this past couple of weeks. They've got some confidence. What they've got the number five scoring offense in Big Twelve play, thirty two points yeah. per game. Um, the number one rushing offense in conference during Big Twelve play at twenty uh, two hundred twenty six yards per game. Like. It's probably going to be another game, man, where we're going to be sitting there in the second half saying, all right, OU's got a spot here offensively. That Can they finally separate? And if they don't, yeah. once again, then it's it's going to be a stressful fourth quarter. So this could be more of the same on Saturday, dude. Twelve-and-a-half point spread or not, doesn't matter. Man, I'm just telling you right now, West Virginia does some really good things on offense. They've got a – quarterback that's a legit four or five guy that can run around and make plays got a big arm um a couple of big time wide receivers big tight end uh, a really good running game and you heard coach venables last night he said the best position group of the best part of west virginia's team is their offensive line and i agree they're physical they play fast and you know defensively just a just a solid group. So, yeah. I, I, and I do think there's something, too, for Neil Brown. Like, if he, he – he's probably coming back to West Virginia next year. I'm going to guess they end up with an 8-4 and four record. And I, I think 8-4 and four is probably good enough for, for him to come back. But, but much like last year, man, I think beating OU last year saved his job. If he's able to do it again this year, it definitely saves his job. And he's definitely coming back next season. And I bet he still feels like his team got screwed the last time he was in Norman. So, not that you need any more motivating factors well, heading into this we're game. We're even because we got screwed. Well, the last that, time we're and in that, and that, that's true. It's true. But I, I, I wonder if he still uh, feels a certain way about uh, what happened the last time his team was here. I, I, I don't know. But all, it's, it's. Um, I, I honestly, man, I think it's going to be more of the same. OU will be in a position in the second half to stretch it to a two-score game or put the put the game away. Let's see if the offense can do it this time around. It's been yep. a while since they've done it, man. That's right. No, I. You know, I'll tell you what's funny, man. We looked at we, and we 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 talked about where this team would be at the end of the year and kind of what our predictions were, and. We 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 talked and spent a lot of time talking about how we think they're going to be better, incrementally better. But because of the schedule, like record wise, they're going to appear a lot better. And then you know we said, well, but there's going to be someone on the roster or uh, on the schedule that turned. They're going to be way better than we think they are right now. Well, it turns out that 
almost everyone is way better. OSU, I mean, even from week three or four. I mean, it's it's not yeah. even in the same game. Kansas is – we thought Kansas would be good, but if you told us yeah. Jalen Daniels wasn't going to play, we wouldn't think that they'd be in contention yep. for a Big 12 championship. West Virginia was picked to finish last. Now, yep. Neil Brown did say, well, hey, we ain't going to finish there at the end of the year. But he was right about that. They might win eight games this year. So TCU is the – they're the one team that's really yeah. – uh, and really, the teams that OU doesn't play this year, like Kansas State's still pretty good, but we thought Tech and Baylor might be pretty good. No, that's not the case. But the teams that you right. do have, yeah, it ended up being pretty solid. Like, there's there's a few of those. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. I mean, I still think every single game on the schedule uh, is more than winnable. And if we – in the post game on Saturday night, or talking about losing the turnover battle again, we're probably talking about losing again. Oh, boy. If we're talking about winning the turnover battle in the post game, we're probably celebrating a win over West Virginia and uh, starting to look down the road of, of what all needs to happen. Right? So, I mean, to me, there's a, there's a bunch of problems, there's a bunch of areas we need to get better at. But my goodness, if you continue to turn the ball over three times a game, you're going to lose, and you're going to deserve to lose. Um, how likely is it for OU to go out and spank West Virginia on Saturday? Asked a texture from the 405. Well, there, there's all the factors we just laid out for that to for that to be a reality. You win the turnover battle 3-0, we'll, we'll beat them by three scores. 615 from the state of Tennessee. Drake Stoops is now in my top three Sooner players of all time. He always had the respect of the fan base. But after what he said last night, and we'll play that later on this hour, after what he said last night and the game that he had on Saturday, I think even even more so. People respect yep. and love him, which is pretty cool. Yep. How could you not? How could you not? That's, that is, uh, that's what college football is right there. Um, just It's awesome watching the season that he's having. And, you know, I think he's – Feels like he's going to end up being your leading receiver. I know we talked about that yesterday, but you know he's he's already got way more catches and he's creeping up there in yards. I think there's what twenty yards or so separate in him and, uh, him and Farouk. Farouk. Yeah, I think so. Let's talk to his dad coming up next. What do you say? Perfect. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up here. Coach Bob Stoops joins us next here at Bob Moore Nissan in Norman. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly... I'll tone out. I don't know what's going on here. And I I just... (laughs) When we bump back with tequila and it lasts more than five seconds, I'm automatically thinking, yeah, now the text line's in on the joke. They know. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, having a tough time reaching the head ball coach, if that's the case, if the music's going on this long. Well, interesting. How about we just text all of our questions to coach, and then we'll (laughs) (laughs) update it throughout the segment, how he responds. Oh, man. Well, hey, hopefully hopefully we get the phone lines back up, and and we're going to be able to catch up with – with Coach Stoops, but I think he was guess, at uh, I think he was in Chicago this past weekend. That's right. Yep, that's right. Yep, was um, up there with the some type of reunion, I guess, with some former players, some buddies of his for that football game, and I think they were recognized on the field. And um, yeah, so but I, he had told Toby that 
He's probably going to go out there, uh, wave to the crowd, and then go watch the Bedlam game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, hopefully we catch up with him. I'd like to hear – yeah, maybe he threw out football game. Maybe and, he threw out a ceremonial first pitch at the uh, at the football game since it was at Wrigley. Yeah, that'd Field. be cool. You need to ask cool. him that. How many times he's uh, thrown out the the first pitch there at Wrigley Field? OU's yeah. had a uh, more than one coach, I think, that's uh, done that before. Throw Porter really? Porter Moser okay. in that mix. Uh, okay, I believe it was Michigan Sooner asking on the text line uh, what OU needs. Yeah, it was Michigan Sooner. Can you walk through the scenarios that get OU in the conference championship? Need to know who to cheer for slash against. And we covered this a little bit yesterday. I, I believe the, the easiest path for OU to get there, other than like OSU losing twice out of their past last three games, is for Texas to lose once and for KU to lose once. And I think that gets you in a rematch with Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. Uh, if Oklahoma State wins out, right? Um, well, and I think maybe they could even lose one more really? and still yeah. get there okay. potentially. Yeah. Yeah, that makes some sense. Well, um, I, the way that this this conference has gone, uh, I would say that that is – I don't know what the percentage would, percentages would say analytically, but it's not that far-fetched in my opinion. Well, I, and I joked with it last hour on Locked In. Like, I, I can definitely see KU losing to Kansas State in a couple of weeks, though. Mm-hmm. I say that, Kansas is playing some pretty good football right now, man. And that game yeah, is in are. Lawrence. But, all right, the, the big middle finger from the officiating crew happened to OU. And Sork and the Texas side have been noticing it, too, like on, on their side. Sure. Don't think that that moment's not coming for Texas at some point. Maybe it's at TCU this weekend. Maybe it's in Ames. Heck, maybe it's your mark there on the sidelines for the Texas Tech game, last game of the year. But Texas fans got to brace for that because it's, it's going to happen to them, too, at some point. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I, if, I may not be able to contain myself. If we have another game-changing call down the stretch, like late in a game that has a massive influence on determining the outcome, what do you think you're going to do? Go on the field and confront the, the the white hat official? I just may have a mental breakdown on the radio broadcast. It'd be entertaining that, if nothing else. That. <laughs> You know, that's happened before. Uh, you know, people have had a breakdown on TV and on the radio. It may happen right there in the booth. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's it's incredibly frustrating. But, you know, and just like last year, when you don't execute and you turn the football over a bunch and you find yourself in a position to where – a bounce of the ball or uh, a blown call can ruin everything for you. You kind of you've put yourself in that position. You know, we had plenty of opportunity in that football game to to kind of take it and run with it, and we just flat out didn't do it. And they, yeah, you're right. They didn't do it. What did they have? Um, six turnovers in the past two games offensively. That's yeah, not including. Uh, turnover on downs that's pretty alarming especially against two defenses that's I mean they're not they're not elite by any stretch Kansas and Oklahoma State 
Like that's that's I mean they're they're better way better offensively than they are defensively in the in the conference rankings will will show that. So am I wrong to at least worry a little bit about the offense now moving forward? Like I I hope it's just a two game thing. I hope that that's the case. But is this going to be an alarming trend that happens down the rest of the stretch of the season? Because they were good through the first seven games, really, of taking care of the football. Why is that all of a sudden happening now? Will it continue down the stretch of the season? Has this offense regressed from earlier in the year? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm concerned about this offense here moving forward. I'm going to guess I'm probably not the only one. No, you are not the only one. Uh yeah, I I think there's plenty of reason to be concerned. I'm concerned. Um, I last year, whenever you know things started to wobble on us, we didn't answer and they fell apart. Turnovers, miscues, uh, mental mistakes. I mean, like you go back to the West Virginia game, and uh, we had execution issues all over the football field whenever we lost that one on the road yeah i had a horrible call that cost us but we put ourselves in that position with lack of execution so yeah i'm worried uh 903 says hell it's a three-game thing i know they didn't force any turnovers against ucf gabriel had an interception that game i forget how many turnovers they had was it just the one against ucf uh yeah, one to zero, I think, is what it was, right? So and they what haven't did that come off of. They haven't um yeah, it was a Gabriel interception. He was trying to throw to Drake Stoops over the middle. And it was okay. actually a really nice play by the UCF defender. So OU um right, they haven't outright won the turnover battle since the Texas game is is yeah. what we're talking about. So that's right. This offense had a nice day against Texas. Um but yeah, since then, man, it just hasn't been it hasn't been productive. It hasn't been timely. It's turned the ball over. It's it's gone. It's gone south here. Back half of the season. Yeah. It's alarming. Yeah, and you know, last year was was kind of the same thing. Now, last year, the problem is we were turning the football over, and our defense is was not at the uh, at the place it was or it is now. And like I'm, I just randomly pulled up the Baylor game from last year that we lost. Uh, 38-35. Well, guess what? We had three turnovers to their one. And that you're going to lose a game. Now, we're, we've got a little bit better of a margin than we did last year because of, of where our defense is, but we're still at the position. Like, if you're playing a team that's that's decent and you lose the turnover battle, you got a really good chance of losing the football game. So, yeah, I, it's... It's not panic time, but it's definitely uh, grounds for concern. Yes. Chris in Chicago says, if I'm Kansas State, I'd be cautious about the refs when they play Kansas. Just saying. Saying that they want um, they want Kansas to get in the Big 12 championship game and they're going to try to work two, two members that are staying in the conference as much as possible. Is, I think that's what Chris is saying there. Like they're going to funnel everything. Like, yes. it, like not even our games, uh, the games that we have interest in. Hey, I'll tell you, after the crap that I saw on Saturday, 
I'm willing to believe anything whenever it comes to officiating conspiracy theories. Well, if it's not going to be OU as uh, conference champs, let it be the Kansas Jayhawks. What, what, what a story that'll be. Lance Leipold taking Kansas in, like, what, his third, fourth year, whatever it is, to a, to a conference championship. I, I guess I'll root for that. But the, uh, the text line is wanting a rematch with Oklahoma State. That's, that's what they want. Saying, screw yeah. Texas in the rematch. Yes, it'd be great to beat them twice in the same year. Let's get the revenge factor on Oklahoma State. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm there as well. Are we, let me ask you a question straight up. Are we a better football team than Oklahoma State? Yes, they are. They are a better team than Oklahoma State. They're more talented than Oklahoma State. Um, yeah, I, I think that they are. I think they're overall better, especially if we're talking about full strength versus full strength. I definitely think that's the case. It's just the, the one area where OSU is definitively better right now is what we've been talking about now for two days and the head coach keeps talking about. OSU doesn't they, – they don't – they don't cause a lot of tur- turnovers, or they don't have a lot of turnovers. And the turnovers they do get, they take advantage of those. And OU doesn't do either of those things right now. But are they a better team overall up and down? Yeah, I, I believe that they are, especially when both teams are fully healthy. Yeah, and that's a factor for sure. Health, um, our number one wide receivers down. But guess what? Nobody cares. No, no. I'm not, and I'm not Nobody saying that's an cares. excuse. I just no, yeah, no, I think that right. they're better. You're right, um, but. When you're down your number one wide out, number one running back, and number one linebacker, and I know Tawi came in, but you know we didn't have access to him the uh, the uh, the whole time. But yeah, that's a big factor. Sooner. Health has been an issue for us uh, pretty much all along. Sooner Soldier says, "Not if Levy is calling plays and DG is quarterback, we aren't better." So <laughs> we can't talk about anything without going back to uh, without it going back to Jeff Levy. Vinnie Paul yeah. says, are we better than OSU? Yes. Ollie is the only one good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats. Alan Bowman was good enough to do that on Saturday. Uh, Alan Bowman? Rashad Owens? Number four, uh, Nicholas Martin would start at OU instantly uh, at inside backer. Yeah, the Owens kid. I like 17, Leon Johnson, a lot. Um I mean, they got some players now. I would say that we've got more, but especially on the line of scrimmage. But here's the thing. I, our offensive line, I think, is way more talented than Oklahoma State's. But uh, there's a big chunk of the time that like they don't play like it. I mean, Tyler Guyton is talked about as a first-round pick because of the size and athleticism and the physical traits. But I got to tell you, he hadn't looked like a first-round pick to me this year. No, so it's back-to-back shows at Rudy's on Monday night where I've heard, you know what, we had this play, it was going to be a wide open, it was going to be a Mm walk-in touchdown, and we miss a block, and there's a little bit pressure before, and Dylan can't get him the ball because of that pressure. Yeah. Last week it was the the play to Brennan Thompson – yeah, if, if, if you get better protection, Brennan Thompson maybe runs in the end zone late. And then yeah. I guess they had something drawn up for Stogner on Saturday where it was going to be walk-in. Yeah. The uh, oh crap screen. And they had it set up, and we give up a pressure. I think it was a three-man rush. Uh, it was definitely a three-man rush last week against Kansas. 
Yeah, so, I mean, that's... I don't know. That that stuff is is frustrating. I don't I'm I don't know, man. It's shocking. Like I don't know how that happens. That millions of kids are facing hunger every day. Food is not just food. It's energy, health, confidence, hope, and even love. Yes, love. Thank you. Learn more about how No Kid Hungry is helping end child hunger in America at HelpNoKidHungry.org. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Keep the text coming on the Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. And, uh, yeah, we are in the month of November. We got the second set of college football playoff rankings to be released tonight. That could be important for OU. I I know they've lost back-to-back games. That could be important. We'll tell you why in a minute. But to kind of go with that, I am seeing um, not a lot. Some have OU in the Texas Bowl, but I am seeing some OU-USC Alamo Bowl. And we talked about it yesterday. If there's an opportunity for the Alamo Bowl to get both OU and USC, it's hard to believe they would turn down what would be one of the most watched football games of the entire year. Because it would be. Yes, it would be. Um, unless, like, no one is left from that staff. E- correct, yeah. <laughs> well, and that'd be, it'd be two people that you care about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I... That that would be that would be interesting, and I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of angles for that to be the case. Let's, we will let, see. Let's say that Caleb. Let's say it happens. Caleb Williams plays. Mule Shoe's still the head coach. No use at full strength as well. Where would that rank in terms of viewership with all the bowl games, semifinals included? I would I would assume it'd be pretty good, but I don't. I, I would I mean, think it had to be it at least. And it, where it is, is is obviously matters a lot, and I don't know if all those are set. But if if that is the matchup that they land on, my guess is you'd get a very very appealing television window. It might be number. Th- I mean, I think at worst it would be number three behind the two playoff games. I think it would yeah. be the most watched bowl game. Any of the New Year's Six playoff. And maybe it would rate higher than even some of the semifinal games, potentially. But the Alamo Bowl, I think, is normally on like the uh, 29th, 30th 20, yeah. in, in the evening, too. So not during the middle of the day. Right. Yeah, I, I would I would think it would be – I think it would be a really good watch. Obviously, storylines galore um, – OU would travel down there in masses again, I would imagine, right? Again, if one or both of those guys are present, OU would sell out its allotment and then some for that game. Yeah. That's funny. Well, hopefully we win out, get a little bit of help with whatever needs to happen, have an opportunity to go win a Big 12 championship. Like, yeah. To me, that's – that's what well, I want to have. First off, is you know, went out, get to 10-2. and two, But even if you don't get the help, and this is why I was saying the college football playoff ranking show tonight, which after you lose back-to-back games, you as a fan base, you kind of tune out of it a little bit. 
But I saw a projection by CBS that had OU at number 18. It'll be at least interesting to monitor moving forward because there is a scenario where you went out, you finished 10-2, and and even if you don't make the Big 12 championship game, I think you have to be in the top 12, I want to say. But maybe someone would take you as an at large at a ten and two um, to one of those New Year's six or to one of those uh, New Year's six bowl games. Yeah, I, I mean, I would think so. Um, you you get an opportunity as an at large. I don't know. It's it's the the bowl stuff. Not my expertise. I uh, you know, I would love to see us make a New Year's six. Um. I mean, I think that'd be a, a nice – I think these players have earned it after that tough year last year and, and the way things have been. I think that'd be really good. But we'll see where it goes. There is no exact science behind it. We found out last yeah. year when a 6-6 six and six OU team played a – was Florida State in the top 10? At least they were close to it, top 15, when they played that game last year. Right? A, a spot normally reserved for like the fourth team in the Big Twelve went to a six and six OU team last year because of the matchup. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know, man. I need I need to start feeling better about the football team. I I've seen I've seen that they, they can play good football. So I guess I'm not too worried about it. I, I'm frustrated with the turnover stuff. I you know it's one thing if you have a quarterback that's throwing a bunch of bad interceptions or you know you got a running back that can't hang on to the ball but it's just it's like we're donating the football with like you had the snap issue the ball handling issue on the the little gadget play you know it's just, they just they make it they the they times. make it way too way more difficult than it should be for their offense, you know? I mean, yeah. it's like they're hell-bent on making it as difficult as possible. Hey, we got some momentum, and the wide receiver jumps, and you move back five yards, you know? It's just nothing Nothing is coming easy for this offense right now. And they'll hit on some big plays. I mean, Tawi Walker's run was a big play. Gavin Sawchuk's run was a big play. So they can still hit on big plays from time to time, but there's just so many possessions where – you should come away with points, but they have to settle for a punt because of a just a terrible, just an awfully timed five-yard penalty that backs you up. Yeah, it's it's highly frustrating watching this offense. Yep. yep. Well, we'll see. We'll see where they go with it. I mean, I I think we've got a a really good quarterback, and I know he's he's a lightning rod, which is I mean that's not that's that's not um, abnormal. Whenever you got a team that's that's kind of falling apart a little. I and mean, they're not falling apart, but has taken a couple losses. You usually go directly to the quarterback or directly to the offensive coordinator, and uh, that's no different here. That's exactly what we've seen. And I think Dylan Gabriel's done a, a really good job, and I think he'll continue to do so. But, you know, we've got to help ourselves out by being able to, to stay in rhythm. I mean, my goodness, when I look at this, these – you know, Toby keeps these drive summaries. I mean, the second half is just infuriating where, you know, our offense, let's start with defense. We get a turnover on downs against uh, Oklahoma State. 
and then our offense takes that turnover on downs and uh, turns it back over on downs. All right, and then our defense gets an interception on the Ollie Gordon play, returns it out to midfield, and we don't get any points out of it. We have to punt it. All right, and then we give up the 97-yard drive. Everyone knows that drive capped off with a two-yard run by Ollie Gordon. And then first snap. Bad snap. We fumble it. All right, and now Oklahoma State has the ball again at the 20-yard line. Now we force a field goal, which is great, but, I mean, you've – we go down and score a touchdown with Tawi Walker to take the lead, twenty-one seventeen, and I turn him over on downs, and we got a chance to to run away with a football game. Yeah, well, you just you laid it out there, but the drive summary for the OU defense in the second half: fourth down stop, fourth down stop. What interception after that? They do score on that ninety-seven yard touchdown, held to a field goal on a short field. Uh, force him to punt on a three and out. Like the the deep, yeah. the ninety seven yard drive wasn't great, but outside that, the well, defense was fantastic in the second half. The ninety seven yard drive doesn't happen if the officials don't bail him out on that pass interference Probably. call on yeah. on third and five or whatever from their eight yard line. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap up our number one here from Bob Moore Nissan in Norman four zero five two one seven seven thousand. Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. Fowler Automotive is proud to be a part of your community, where our passion and values lie far beyond the showroom. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community, and it's important to us that we help build the communities that our dealerships call home. Stop by any of our six Oklahoma dealerships to see the Fowler Standard hard at work. We pride ourselves on being friendly, helpful, honest, and fair. This is what drives us every day. Fowler Automotive, a proud... It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Cavens uh, Group is bringing you this hour of the rush. Go check them out, cavensgroup.com, especially if you have an emergency repair. It's going to get cold again at some point. Hope you don't have uh, busted pipes, frozen pipes, but if you do, Cavens Group can help you out 24-7. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. The Unity uniforms are uh, coming out on Saturday. Should have known because West Virginia has almost always been the alternate uniform game since OU's played them in the Big 12. Saw a stat today, an alternate uniform stat. OU has worn alternates in eight of nine meetings against West Virginia. Looks like uh, Jalen Hurts year in 2019, the only time recently they haven't worn alternates against uh, West Virginia. That's funny. That's funny. Well... Is that some disrespect to those guys that they've always been the alternate jersey game? I don't know. I I, I guess I just I don't know. I don't know how to handle that. I, maybe it's just like, hey, this is just kind of what we've we've done. We don't want to. Like, it's very touchy. The alternate uniform situation is very touchy. So. I guess if you've done it against West Virginia, it's just easy to do it the the next year because I, if you do it against Oklahoma State, it's, well, you can't do that in a rivalry. And we've I never know. done that before. Odd territory I, that you can't blame any of these losses on the alternate uniforms so far this year, you know? 
Maybe there we go. That maybe that's why we're doing it this week. We need some extra uh, ammo to blame, right? So, are they still wearing? Uh, do you know if they're contractually still obligated to wear the one on the road? Because that would mean the road alternates happen at BYU week from Saturday. Did they wear? I don't think they wore one on the road last year. Did, did they, they not? I feel I like no, they so. did at West Virginia. Yeah, they did at West Virginia. They did. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Eight of the past nine matchups, they've. They've worn alternate gotcha. uniforms against those guys. Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe it will be BYU. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next.